Good evening, I'm Zach Collins with your KSOM Sports Update. Caitlin Clark has been named as a preseason All-American after being named the National Player of the Year for her stellar performance last season. Clark has also been voted as the 2023-24 Big Ten Preseason Player of the Year and was named to the Nancy Lieberman watch list in early October. Clark is now the first player in Iowa history to receive the honor in three consecutive seasons. As Iowa is back in action in preseason play, she has already posted a triple-double in the game at Kinnick Stadium against DePaul, the first for Iowa in the series. Iowa is set to open its season against Fairleigh Dickinson at home with a tip-off on November 6 at 6 p.m. Former Atlantic standout Craig Allen Becker of Dort University has been named to the GPAC Hoff Mid-American Sports Men's Cross Country Runner of the Week honor. Becker, a sophomore from Atlantic, Iowa, was the top GPAC runner at the Blazing Tiger NAIA Classic that was held last weekend at the Mahoney State Park near Ashland, Nebraska. Becker finished fourth overall in the field of 284 runners and ran a personal best time of 24 minutes, 33 seconds, 36 seconds faster than his previous best. This was Becker's third top 10 finish of the season. Dort, who's ranked sixth in the NAIA, finished third in the field of 23 teams, a field that included nine teams recognized in the latest coaches poll. The Wheelers marched further into the playoffs after their win last week over Boyer Valley as they came out on top 30-6. Audubon was able to add on the score early and didn't even score late in the game, but the defense held strong while the early momentum of the offense pushed them further to being one of the top teams in the state as they now enter the round of 16 in the playoffs. Yeah, it was a good victory Friday night. Boyer Valley is a quality team. They played a tough schedule, pretty physical. They run the ball well. Uh, really good defensively. And so to come out and score 30, especially considering we didn't score the final 20-some minutes of the game, shows, especially early on, the, the type of effort and focus the kids came out with. And then you look at the six on the other side, and you know that was – their early touchdown was done on a, a kick return early in the first quarter. So really the defense pitch just shut out. So – Happy with the kids, proud of the kids um, to get to this point. Um, obviously, we started 0-1 and kind of a little bit of hole to start the season, but the beauty of eight-man is those non-district games can prepare you for district play, and they don't hold hold you against you for playoffs and playoff seeding. We went out and we won the next eight and have gotten better every week. So proud of the kids. It's not easy being around the 16. You know, it's about a quarter of eight-man teams that are left, so to be in the top quarter is just something to be proud of. And you do what we can to be in the top, you know, the top eight next week. Audubon has seen the defense step up as they gave up no points against Boyer Valley as the only touchdown scored by the Bulldogs was on a special teams play. Austin Christensen had one of the biggest impacts on defense last week with 15 total tackles and had half a tackle for loss. The sophomore has started to take a leadership role and jump into the holes while taking advantage of every opportunity. Audubon's secondary has also been stepping up on every play as Ezekiel Conkler and Jack Stanerson played very well deep and didn't allow Boyer Valley to march downfield and kept them in tight coverage. Yeah, defensively, they've, they've, done, they've had some different challenges recently. You know, you look at uh, Boyer Valley last week was, was kind of ground and pound, physical, lead, counter, power, just kind of shove it down your throat. And then the week before, we played Baxter, and it was 35 pass attempts. So to, to, to go back-to-back weeks with two very different teams, 
you know, have two big victories late in the season over two different styles. It shows us that, you know, we can we can play with a variety of teams and we can play a variety of defensive styles and, and hopefully limit teams th- from what they're trying to do. But yeah, Austin's a leader for us. There's no doubt about it. He's flying around. He's playing well. He's he's our leader in the middle at that middle linebacker spot. And he's he's been huge. And, and the guys around him will, have been doing a really good job, too. Our two defensive ends and our, and our defensive tackle, I thought last week, defensive line had a pretty good week. And then the secondary, you know, I thought that was probably Jack and Zeke's best film at, at corner. They didn't allow any any real broken coverages. And, and Aaron at safety you know, didn't allow anybody behind him, you know. And you put that together, and they had 125 or whatever total yards of offense. It kind of goes together. Everyone was doing their job and doing it well. Jumping into the game underneath the lights this week, Audubon is taking on a Lennox team that also has only one loss this season to Bedford. Lennox relies on their quarterback, Gabe Funk, who went 8 of 13 for 160 yards and four touchdowns. Lennox may not throw a lot, but when they do, it results in a big play. Funk is also good on his legs, as he leads the team at rushing yards with 923 yards this season, while Jordan Martin in England has rushed for 858 total yards. They may rely on these two for the offense, but there are multiple players on this Tigers team that come in and play some good football. I think the thing you gotta realize is they're they're more multiple than maybe people realize. You know, you look at Lennox, think about the way they've run, look at their rushing stats, and go, oh, they got a, they got three guys that run a lot. They got two running backs and a quarterback. Quarterback's a state track kid that's really elite in the open field. But then you look at their passing stats and you see how explosive they can be. You know, I think they threw for four touchdowns last week um, on the season. You know, I, they've had some success in a variety of ways. If you start selling out, they can go to the air. You know, they've thrown for 17 touchdowns. I mean, and they're they don't throw it much. You know, the quarterbacks only thrown 71 attempts. You know, so when a quarter of the passes go for touchdowns, it shows you how explosive and how efficient they are so they want to run the ball they want to establish a run but if you cheat or they get a situation where they they can take advantage they can be really explosive in the pass game too so it's a matter of not selling out in one area not doing someone else's job uh it's everybody doing their one eight and understanding you know we're going to have to find a living on third and medium third and short to find ways to get off the field because it's it's going to be hard to to consistently hit them for losses and to really slow them down so we're going to have to do our job of bend but don't break find ways on third down and fourth down to get off the field as best we can while Audubon didn't score in the fourth quarter last game, the Wheelers were able to hold on for the win over Boyer Valley. Head coach Sean Burks doesn't want to just rely on the early score, but rather maintain their consistency and create holes to push through. He doesn't want to see the same thing happen to them that occurred in their first game against Kim, where they were forced to throw the ball. Audubon needs to keep up the blocking game and not play into Lennox's hands. Yeah, yeah, I think the biggest thing with their defense is, is how aggressive and how athletic they are. Um, so we, we got to do a good job of, of making sure we pick those stunts up, those blitzes up, and understand, you know, they're going to get some plays. They're going to hit some moments. We have to respond. You can't you can't do it like we did against Cam week one where we had five straight three and outs without, a, you know, without getting a first down. And we were constantly in second and ten or longer and then in third and third and eight or longer you just you just don't make a living that way so to me it, it obviously it starts with blocking and blitz pickup and making sure we're blocking the right guys uh, and then that leads to you know obviously being successful on first down we need to be in second and medium second and short if we're in second and long all day and we have to throw the ball more than we're comfortable obviously that plays into their hands audubon takes on lennox this friday night in playoff action with a kickoff at 7 p.m KSOM 96.5 will be live at audubon with myself zach collins and Austin west on the call with a pregame show at 6.30 p.m. You can also find the audio stream of the broadcast right on our website at westerniowatoday.com. 
And moving from football to volleyball, let's take a look at one match that's taking place tonight at Van Meter High School as Riverside is taking on state-ranked number one Ankeny Christian. The Eagles have not lost a game in over 25 straight matches and have only lost three matches all season long, two to Grundy Center and just one to Denver earlier this season. The Eagles have not lost a match since September 9th as they fell two sets to one. On the opposite end, Riverside is on a three-game winning streak as they just recently beat the Cam Cougars three sets to nothing. This match will be broadcast on KSOM 96.5 FM with myself, Zach Collins, and Austin West in the call. The pregame show will start at 6.45 p.m. You can also catch the audio stream right on our website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Zach Collins with this sports update.